man factor nine father we thank you for this opportunity of coming before your presence one more time tragedy befell us as a nation but thank god you preserved your own thank you that we are still alive and well Thank you, we are present at your feet this beautiful Sunday morning. As I continue the subject, the man factor, I pray that you continue to give me utterance to speak your word, seasoned with salt, that my hearers will be blessed than they have ever been. Let this atmosphere be cleared for our God to move. Spirit of God, have your way. Speak to us. Jesus name. Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus. First Samuel chapter 30. First Samuel chapter 30. We are reading from the verse. Let's 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 read from the verse 8. Reading from the verse 8. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? shall i overtake them and he answered him pursue for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover all so david went he and the six hundred men that were with him and came to the brook piso where those that were left behind stayed but david pursued he and four hundred men for two hundred abode behind which were so fainted that they could not go over the broke piece of. And they found an Egyptian in the field. And the Bible says that on their way of recovery, they found an Egyptian on the field. And brought him to David. And the Bible says that when they found him, they brought the Egyptian to David. And gave him bread. And the Bible says that they gave the Egyptian bread. And he did eat. And the Bible says that when bread was given to him, he ate. And they made him drink water. And the Bible says that they gave him water to drink. And they gave him a piece of a cake of figs. The Bible says that then they gave him cake, dessert. And two clusters of raisins. And two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten. The Bible says that when this Egyptian had eaten. His spirit came again to him. His spirit came back again to him. For he had eaten no bread. The Bible says that he had eaten no bread. Nor drank any water. Nor drank any water. Three days and three nights. Three days and three nights. And David said unto him. And then David said to him. To whom belongs thou? Who do you belong to? And whence art thou? And where are you coming from? And he said. And he responded. I am a young man of Egypt. Uh -huh. Servant to an Amalekite. I am a servant to an Amalekite. And my master left me. And my master left me. Because three days ago I fell sick. Because I fell sick and I fell weak three days ago. We made an invasion upon the south of the Charitites. Let me begin to tell you my story. We have made an invasion upon the south of the Charitites. Upon the south of the Charitites. And upon the coast which belonged to Judah. And we have invaded Judah. And upon the south of Caleb. And we have invaded the south of Caleb. And we burned Ziklag with fire. And if you get to know, there is also a city called Ziklag. We have burnt it with fire. 
And David said to him, and instantly David also responds, Can thou bring me down to this company? This very company that destroyed Judah, that destroyed Caleb, that destroyed Ziklag, can you bring us down to them? And he said, and then he responds, Swear unto me by God, swear unto me by your God, that thou will neither kill me. That you are never going to kill me. Nor deliver me into the hands of my or master. Or deliver me back into the hands of my master. And I will bring thee down to this company. And then I will bring you down to this company. And when he had brought him down, behold. The original translation said that and after he had sworn to him, he brought him down. And behold. They were spread abroad upon all the earth. These enemies had spread themselves. The Amalekites had spread themselves. Upon all the earth, upon all the earth, eating and drinking, eating and drinking, and dancing, and dancing, because of all the great spoil, because they thought that they had had victory, the great spoil that they had taken out, but the victory of the land of the Philistines short-lived. I pray that the victory of your enemies over your life will short-live. Hey, hey, hey! I said they think that they have gained victory over your life over your destiny over your finances but i prophesy over your life that it shall short live it shall short live it shall short live may you long live but may the victories of your enemies over your life short live okay read it sir eating and dancing and drinking because of all the great spoil that they had taken out of the land of the philistines and of the land of judah and david smote them from the tree light even unto the evening of the next day the bible then begins to tell us the great spoil so the great spoil was the spoil of judah and the spoil of philistine did you check it i don't know if you are reading very very well i'm going to be saying some serious things in this chapter the great spoil had nothing to do with the inheritance and the spoils of Ziklag. Remember that they didn't just invade Ziklag. They invaded the land of the Philistines and also invaded Judah. And then the Bible is talking about the great spoil and the cause of their jubilation. And it had nothing to do with the spoil of Ziklag. And yet, to Ziklag, we've lost a great deal. And yet, to the enemies that took over the inheritance of Ziklag, it is nothing to us. You are not getting it. Somebody's great deal is nothing to another man. The Bible is now itemizing the great spoil. And we don't see that of David and his men. And so it meant that the spoil of Ziklag was just a drop in the ocean. And yet the people that lost it said to themselves, to you it is nothing, but to us it is our wealth. I'll get there very soon. Read it. David and David smote them from the tree light even unto the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them, save four hundred young men, which rode upon camels and fled. And David recovered all that the Amalekite had and carried away. And then David recovered all 
that the Amalekites had taken away which meant that they are going to recover what belongs to Judah recover what belongs to the land of the Philistines and recover their own may you recover all may you recover all may you recover all may you recover all read it for me go down a bit and David recovered all that the Amalekite had carried away and David rescued his two wives and there was nothing lacking to them neither small nor great neither sons nor daughters neither spoil nor anything that had taken to them David recovered all and David took all the flocks and the heads which they drove before those other coming and said this is David's spoil and David came to the 200 men which were so faint that they could not follow David remember that when David was also going to overtake and to recover all he had 600 men but on their way 200 were so faint that they could not go with David and his men and so the Bible says that they were left behind because David said if you are this weak you cannot go for the battle so stay behind and then the 200 men also stayed behind and then the Bible says that after they had recovered all and they were coming back to Ziklag then they came to where these 200 men were still at remember that read it and David came to the 200 men which were so faint that they could not follow David whom they had made also to abide at the brook Basel. And they went forth to meet David and to meet the people that were with him. And when David came near to the people, he saluted them. Then answered all the wicked men and men of Belia, of those that went with David and said, because they went not with us. You see, you see how the Bible describes them. Now they were men of Belia. They were sons of the devil and this is what the bible talks about them that makes them sons of the devil the bible says that they said no 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 you didn't go to the battle with us when we're going you said you are faint you said you are not ready to fight and so if we have had a great spoil and we are coming back with all that we took there is no way we are going to share it with you forget it forget it we have the strength we fought and we recovered all so we are going to deny you of what has to be given to you. What did David say? Us, they went not with us. We will not give them out of the spoil that we have recovered. Save to every man his wife and his children that they may lead them away and depart. Then said David, ye shall not do so, my brethren. With that which the Lord had then given David us. Then David said, there is no way you guys are going to do this in my presence. With that which the Lord has given us, who had preserved us and delivered the company that came against he us. He said, who told you that we recovered all because we were strong? Who told you that we were able to attain what we attained because we were strong? He said, don't lose sight of the fact that in our strength, without God in, we would have been weak. So don't think that we recovered it by our strength. You've got to understand that it is the grace of God that descended upon us that caused us to get it all back. So understand that if it is the grace of God, then we are all going to share it equally. Hmm. 
I'll be dealing with the man factor. And what happened? My brethren, with that which the Lord had given us, who had preserved us and delivered the company that came against us. He said us it is not our strength that gave it back to us. He said it wasn't our energy that gave it back to us. But he said it was God Himself that gave it back to us. May God Himself do it for you. May God Himself do it for you. May God skip every man. May God skip every woman. May God himself show up in your life and do it for you. Read it, sir. For who will hearken unto you in this matter? But as his part is that goeth down to the battle, so shall his part be that tarried by the stuff. They shall part alike. And it was so from that day forward that he made it a statute and an ordinance for Israel unto this day. And when David came to Ziklag, he and sent... And David said, I'm going to make a statue that whenever the grace of God works, all of us has to share. He said, from now, it is not about who is strong. It is not about who is smart. But from hence, if God does it, then all of us share of it. And so let me also declare it as a statute in this house that when God does it, let all of us share it. Oh, I thought I was coming to church. I thought I was coming to church. Yet last week I shared with you how you get to understand that the kind of a baby you carry determines the kind of an exemption you enjoy. How we have to understand that our strength is not the same. Our capabilities are not the same. The energy you have is different from the energy I have. And so in life, even as you run, understand that life is a race and not a competition. And so never be in competition with any man. Never have a competitive spirit. When God blesses a man, thank God for their lives. Desire it. Let it give you an energy to run, but cause it not to create the spirit of jealousy that, of course, beds the spirit of competition. Because I told you last week that the grace of God is not the same upon us. We have different grace. That is why we have strong grace, we have weak grace, we have so much grace, we have little grace. Our grace is not the same. And so you have to understand that you might not have what I have, but get this, I also don't have what you have. I shared with you how I might be with a doctor. I might be with um, um, a physio man, like our brother here. But when somebody's leg breaks, I will pray for you, but he will try to fix it by reason of physio. And so when it is physio, he goes before me. But when I finish, I don't have to be jealous. I've got to tell him that your time is physio, but my time is prophecy. Everybody has a strength and everybody has his weakness. Capitalize on your strength. And ladies and gentlemen, don't allow somebody's strength to disqualify your strength. I told you that one of the greatest enemies of ministry is to see great men 
of ministry. One of the greatest enemies of being a good businessman is to see great businessmen. Because you look at T.D. Jakes and you say, how can my impact be felt? You may not have what T.D. Jakes has. You may not have what Tesman has. You may not have what Prefos have. You may not have what Kusibuatin has. But there is something about your life that I don't have. And that is where you got to capitalize your energy on, develop it, and fly up to heaven. I didn't ask you to clap, so if you are clapping, clap well. Your life should be void of competition. Because I told you that the question that Saul will ask, and God will reject him, David will ask the same question, and God will answer him. If you think you are anointed, let your anointing stay in the pulpit. But if you want to try your anointing on the track, with Usain Bolt, you would die before your time. Let Usain Bolt run on the track, but you've got to run in the pulpit as a preacher because every one of us have our different abilities. You may not be able to sell like other people sell, but you could be, have the ability to manage people, which of course people who sell might not be able to sell. There is nobody here hearing the sound of my voice who is useless. You want to put your hands together for Jesus. I want you to get off your seat. Talk to about five people. Tell them you may be broke. You may be homeless. But there is something about your life. You are not useless. You are not useless. You see, there is a thin line between confidence and pride. You don't have to be proud, but you've got to be confident. Some of you, because you are homeless, your being homeless has ripped you of your confidence. But what gives you what you have and what makes you is not your house. It's your ability to recognize that I am not a nobody. I am a somebody. Listen to me. If, if you are never able to get a car in Power Chapel, if you are never able to build a house in Power Chapel, if you are never able to be in politics in Power Chapel, never have a million in your account, don't also be denied of your self-confidence. If you gain nothing from this house, gain confidence. At work, don't be timid. Be confident. Because your boss is as human as you are. Your pastor is as human as you are. You've got to respect me, but you don't have to be fearful of me. You've got to revere me, but don't be fearful of me. Meet me with confidence. Don't be like Mephibosheth who meets the king and he said, I am a dead dog. Nobody will ever make you a dog until you have described yourself as a dog. There are some of you, if today you have an invitation to the Jubilee, how do you call the presidency? 
you have a letter that President John Mahama wants to have a meeting with you five minutes. Your high blood pressure will go so high to an extent that before the date, you are dead. If you are giving the microphone to speak, understand that everybody here is as human as you are. Every one of us. Everybody here is no more than you. We are all equal. It's just that our grace differ. And so the fact that you don't have my grace and I don't have your grace, that's not make you more human than I am. Your boss is as human as you are. Your president is as human as you are. And so when you are invited to the presidency and you walk into the presidency, oh, your excellency, how are you doing? Good to see you. I think you look good. His concept for you will change. He might have plans to sign a million contract with you. By looking to your confidence, he will tell you, I change. I will sign a billion contract with you. Your confidence can determine where you stand. Be confident. You may be broke. If even you are a kaya, 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 be confident of your life. Why? Because you know that better is the end of the thing than the beginning thereof. Because you know that my beginning might be little, but I know that my latter end should greatly increase. Some of you, what you can never contain and control is success, other people's successes. And that is when you become very, very jealous. But never be jealous of another man's. If you are confident of yourself and of your life, and you understand the manifestations and the dealings of our God, you understand that time and chance happens to everyone. And so the, time, the fact that your time hasn't come does not mean that it is all over with you. You see, there is, you see, there is what we call your time and your turn. Let's say you go to the dentist and then the dentist tells you, come for an appointment at 10. So you go to the dentist with an appointment at 10. But by the time you get there, you ask the receptionist, I have an appointment. She asks you, what time? You say 10. She takes your appointment and then says, sit down. It could be 10, 15, and yet your time was 10. Why? Because the dentist is preoccupied in his office. But ladies and gentlemen, it could be around 11. Though your time was 10. But because the dentist was preoccupied, it could be 11. And then the receptionist will tell you, it was your time, but now it is your turn. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, let me try to preach. That is why some of you, you have inferiority complex. Because whenever you see people going up, you find ways of destroying them. Because you think you never get up. And so if I will never get there, and you are the only person there, I should bring you down. But if you know you one day rise up there, you be careful the way you treat them. The reason why you are destroying everybody is because you know you never get up. But if you know you get there, you don't care what they have. Because you know that a thousand years in the sight of God is like a day. And a day in the sight of God is like a thousand years. Did we come to church? Can you give the Lord a hand of praise? In fact, when God blesses your friends more than he has blessed you, when he blesses your classmates more than he has blessed you, let them wonder how you survive. 
because they may think that you'll be jealous of them they may think that what they have you don't have and so they will try all kinds of means to bring jealousy out of your heart but let them understand that you are driving i am walking but i thank god for your life support them encourage them and i came to tell you your time will surely come no way and no time and no room for jealousy God gives him the green light. Pursue. For thou shalt surely overtake and without fail recover all. And then, by the word of God, David and his 600 men begin to run after the troop. Why? Because he had segregated himself from them. He had encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And by his encouragement, he's able to encourage them. Deep calleth for deep, and iron sharpeneth iron. Watch out who you hang around with. If you're always hanging around people who are talking about people, who are talking about the past, who are talking about people that hurt you and people that destroyed you. If even you are in church and you are always hanging around people who are always talking about people who left church and how they didn't live well, leave them alone. Get a new group of people. The past is gone. It is a new day. We are going forward. They will contaminate you because the Bible says, Lord, in seeing and in hearing, he first his righteous soul. Don't hang around people that will take you back. Hang around people that can encourage themselves and encourage you and tell you the future looks better. The past is the past. Yesterday is gone. It, in this life, there are only three days. Three days. We don't have 365 days. We have three days. It is yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Yesterday is past and gone. You will never meet it. And something that is expired is where you are still living. Some of you are living in expiration dates. Your dates are expired. I quite remember I was invited to Austria about 12, 13 years ago. And when I went there, uh, the man said, let me take you to my house. And then when I got in there, I had a check in my spirit. Don't eat anything in this house. So I got there and I said, okay, let's go to the McDonald's. I ate there, I drank um, juices and things there. And then we came to the house. And then listen to this. When they were leaving, there was a guy that came who, who, who had dreadlocks. And then I said, I feel you need money. So I gave him, I think, I think I gave him Dutch mass. I've forgotten of what I gave to him. The next day, when my host and the wife had left the house, I was the only one left in the house. I heard somebody ringing the bell. And then I opened the <laughs> I opened the door. And then, when this guy came in, he said, uh, Prophet, you are different from the people I see. So there is something I need to tell you. I said, what? He said, your host works in the supermarket. And so when the goods are being expired, he takes his van to the supermarket and opens it. And then they pack it and fill it with the expired product. Pastor, this house that you live in, the water is expired. The banana is expired. The pineapple is expired. Everything is expired. But listen to this. <laughs> listen to this. Uh, 
Tofu Bempa and, and Lord knows who I'm talking about. And just when I entered there, he said, hey, man of God, come and look in my fridge. Ice cream. Um, yogurt. About three differences. Every one of them was full. So this was all right. When this guy came and took me, I looked at the water, it was a spy. The banana, it was a spy. Everything in the house was a spy. Some of you are living in Austria, but you eat a spy goose. Ah! I brought you time with you. Me tragana and kayeden. Me frabrogana met kwabrochina menum expired expired water. Some of you are living in Austria, but you are drinking expired milk. So when you go to that country and the people that were surrounding him, it's like all of them are sick. I didn't understand until I realized that they eat expired goods. When you eat expired good, you look sickly. Haven't you seen that when you meet somebody that has a case with you and in your heart of hearts you don't have anything against them? When they meet you, hey, they shake. But you are so confident. Let them have issues with you, but don't have issues with them. I thought I was coming to church. I thought I was coming to church. I said, let them have issues with you, but don't have issues with them. Let them destroy you, but don't destroy them. Let them rip you off, but don't rip them off. Because we serve the God that rewards every act. I thought you were coming to church. You see, at times, let them wonder. You know, they know that what they said about you, you heard it. They know. And so they see you, they are running, and you go, hey, man, come on, how are you doing? And they say, oh, tofu, oh, master, you have heaped coals of fire upon them. Don't fight them when they fight you. Time is short. The little time that you have, don't use it to fight. Use it to enjoy. Yesterday, I was coming from Accra, my brother Charles met me, he said, Victor, you remember the prophecy you gave 31st? He said, I said, I said, have you seen the, 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 the rain and the fire? I said, yes. He said, that is why I said we have to enjoy. Let's drive to KFC and let me enjoy because life is short. At time, go to KFC, buy some chicken and enjoy. Don't stress your life because life is too short. Life is too short. Tell your neighbor, life is too short. We bother ourselves so much on unnecessary things and we put pressure on ourselves and, and a lot of you, you are 30 years but you suffer high blood pressure. And the people that are fighting you have stable pressure and you have high blood pressure. Tell your neighbor life is short. Tell your neighbor life is short. Get off your seat. Get off your seat. Get off your seat. You know one thing. You know. Listen to this. There are people in this church who come to the same church. You don't even talk. Get off your seat. Go and talk to somebody you don't talk to. And tell them life is too short. Life is short. Don't stress yourself. stress yourself. Life is short. 
Make life simple. Don't make life traumatic for yourself. Enjoy life. I can't remember when my mom was 35 years. She was so beautiful. I just realized that by 22nd November, my mom would be 70. Life is short. 70. And the Bible says that God gave us 70. Anything beyond 70 is a gift. Look at people that were carried from cycle, put into Kia trucks. When you die, you don't know where you'll be put. But when you leave, decide where you stay. Make life easier for yourself. Don't make life complicated for yourself. When you are thrown out of job, ladies and gentlemen, don't make life complicated. Some of you, when you are thrown out of job, you still dress to go to work. Still dress and go to work. Because you want everybody to know that you are not an unbeing. You want everybody to know that you are still a being. Wait. Why do you make life complicated for yourself? Hey, so full of change, 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 When you are thrown out of your house and you don't have money to rent, don't stress yourself. Come and sleep here in the morning. Take a shower. We all come to church. Nobody knows where you slept. Make life simple. I said, get off your seat. Talk to about five people. Tell them, make life easy. Make life simple. on yourself I hear there is a group of people that are called I belong oh Kesben is my auntie's cousin oh and then he said oh that's why that's why is married to my mother's sister oh Archbishop Duncan Williams my father was in the same class with him I used to eat with him do you make life complicated for yourself? There was a person that I met a man with and he claims he knew the man. The man was his body. The man was his friend. And then I said, ah, the day we met him, it was so obvious that he didn't know the man. And then when we left, I said, why do you make life complicated for yourself? Some of you put unnecessary pressure on yourself. Yesterday in my hotel room in Accra, one of my sons came and said, Papa, of all that you go through, how do you survive? I told him, I make life simple 
for myself. Do you know that in making life simple for yourself, you are complicating life for them? Make life simple. Don't talk the way they do. Don't think the way they do. Don't react the way they do. Make life simple for yourself. When people want to complicate issues for you, simplify it for yourself. Don't put pressure on yourself. He can choose to change clothes every day of the week, but say to yourself, I'll wear and wash and wear every day of my life. No pressure. Oh, did we come to church? Did we come to church? Did we come to church? I thought you would shout and make some noise to God. Make life simple for yourself. Buy the food you can eat. I don't know what is wrong with some people. I don't know. Am I talking about the man factor? I really couldn't touch on my message, but that's all right. You have a capital of 50 million. You just have one wife, one daughter. You want to rent a four-bedroom house at a price of 80 million. And you are binding and losing the witches of your family. Who are you in competition with? A single room cost. You are lucky. You just have one wife and one daughter. As Yata, it was Yata, my grandmother, myself, my cousin, Abraham. We were about eight or nine people in one room. We still survived. There were times that we were running tents. We still survived. And you are here. Your capital is 50 million. If 10 people could sleep in a room, come on, stop the flat. Go and hire one bedroom. And at God's own time, he will bless you. Don't put pressure on yourself. To be frank with you, when I'm in church and I, there are some of you women, every Sunday, you change your clothes. I don't know how you got it all. Me, I don't know. If you know what people go through to wear what they wear every Sunday, you will never desire it. For all you know, they have seven boyfriends. They still come to church and they lift their hands and they say it's a holy land. May God have mercy upon you. May God have mercy upon you. If you know the wickedness in their heart, before they had what they had, you will never desire what they desire. Somebody even came to church from the boyfriend's house. And you are desiring them. Walk in your integrity. Walk you in your uprightness. And the Lord that blesses shall bless you. Don't put pressure on yourself. Somebody said, pressure, 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 pressure. Will be at on a sassy. We're sitting a drum or so. What the cacra, a yammed body maintenance. Won't pass us. Also, so besataria or beshe. Obeji baby abeda. Who are you in competition with? You are not in competition with anybody. Make life simple for yourself. Ask my brother Charles. I worked here in Kumasi five years with one blue jeans. 
I washed the blue jeans. It was turned to off-white. With one t-shirt, it was like I had fought with eight people and everybody had taken a share in my t-shirt. Until one day, God touched his heart. God touched his heart. And he didn't take me to Unices. He rather took me to Ben Down Boutique. And then Charles said, take what you want. Take one shoe. Take one pant. Take one shirt. Take one belt. And though I was broke, my taste was still good. The blind man said, I am blind, but I can hear. Praise the Lord. right here and it was it was a grey trousers and a khaki shirt that was when K, 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 KCC people used to wear khaki and we went to buy the things on a Saturday I didn't watch, watch it but it was the Sunday morning when I was ironing it that I saw that I made the wrong choice What made it wrong? Ladies and gentlemen, make sure you don't change my name after I tell you this revelation. In fact, the under of the pant was all gone. But I said to this trousers, this pants, if you think that I'm not going to wear you today, you are a mistake. I ain't going to take these jeans back to church today. I am taking this pants there. No yadie ye around. So I wore it. And I wore my pants. And that day my walking in church changed. And everybody thought that I was proud. But I wasn't proud. I was now very sober. They say, those days when we went to church, there was a dance we call Holy Ghost dancing. How many of you remember those kind of dancing? Holy Ghost dancing. Do you remember those praises, those days, those years? Lord, we lift up your name. And as just every day I was in front dancing. But that day I was dancing. Lord, we lift up your name. With a heart full of praise. Be exalted, O Lord our God. Hosanna in the heart. When people change, don't criticize them. For all you know, something is wrong somewhere. <laughs> is that what I said? When people change, you've got to understand them because if you've not been through what they have been through, you don't know why they have changed the way they dance. For all you know, something is wrong somewhere. And I remember that day when he bought the things for me, I bought also a suspender. That was all I had. So this is how I put it together. We went for um, meetings on Wednesdays and Fridays. So this Wednesday, I wear my, the first Wednesday, Wednesday, I wore my pants, I wore my shoe, I wore my suspender, and I even wore the suspender with the belt. Not because I didn't know it was wrong, 
but because I wanted to change the atmosphere. So the following day, I took off the suspender and I was left with the belt, the shirt, and the pants. The third day, I put on a tie to bring some flavor and some change. The next day, I took it off. I pulled it on. So I was just wearing it. Nobody saw my belt. I was changing myself. I was not ready to put pressure on myself. Use wisdom to manage what you have. Don't become like another person, ladies and gentlemen. You've got to understand that life is short. And so make life simple for yourself. Tell your neighbor, pressure, 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 pressure. Pressure, 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 pressure. Pressure, 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 pressure. Pressure. Diffuse yourself from all forms of pressures. Don't be entangled and engulfed in any kind of pressures. You are not in competition. Tell your neighbor, I'm not in competition. I'm in a race. I'm in a race. I'm in a race. Stand on your feet.